Welcome to Total Teen Health and Wellness, the podcast for parents of teenagers to learn more about how medical and mental health issues are affecting their teen children. This is Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm an adolescent medicine physician, providing essential education and helpful guidance to parents of teens and young adults. This podcast encourages parents to empower their teen children to live healthy and balanced lives. Welcome back, everyone. It's Dr. Shauna Garza, your host of Total Teen Health and Wellness. Today for episode 22, I'm going to continue the discussion around substance use and substance use disorders in teens and young adults. One thing that's been in the media lately is the risk of fentanyl and counterfeit pills that are available to teens and young adults. It's very scary for parents to learn that teens may have access to counterfeit pills that could actually have lethal doses of opioids and obviously affect their teens in very dramatic and tragic ways. So many parents aren't sure how to even approach this with their teens, what the risk really is to their teens, and how to keep their teens safe. And so today I'd really like to talk about the risk of prescription drug use in teens, how that affects them, and what parents can do. One in six teens have ever used a prescription drug to get high. It's a pretty high number. And many of those teens are getting prescription drugs from friends or even at home. Up to 65% of them get them from people they know. They're not buying them from dealers. They're stealing them from their parents or they're getting medications that their friends have taken from their parents who then are giving and selling them to other teens. Sometimes these are unlocked medications at home. 10% of teens have misused a prescription medication in the last six months. So one in 10 of high schoolers and middle schoolers and young adults in college have misused a prescription medication, either something that wasn't prescribed for them or that they take for an effect that may be not intended, especially by a physician. The reason we get so concerned about teens experimenting and taking prescription medications, especially to get high, is that 90% of substance use disorders start in the teen years. I had a prior episode 21 on the risk of marijuana use in teens. I encourage you to check that out and learn more about the real risk of marijuana use in the teenage brain. And knowing that it is a gateway, that it does set up patients for a path of potential addiction and mental health issues. And so substance use disorders that can be more chronic and long-lasting into adulthood often begin in the teen years, and prescription drugs are part of that. What has been such a concern over the last many years in the U.S. is the risk of opioid use. As you've heard and seen in national media and local media, that opioid overdoses are a tragic epidemic that we're dealing with in the U.S. 
And currently, opioid overdoses account for more overdoses in the U.S. than cocaine and heroin combined. Many teens have pretty limited access to these street drugs and what we kind of think of as harder drugs. Many suburban areas and even rural areas, patients are not accessing these types of illicit drugs, but they do often have access to opioids. Many opioids are prescribed. These are narcotic pain medications. These are medicines that patients may find around the house that parents have following a surgery or an injury, and they can find them and misuse them. It's oxycodone, it's hydrocodone, fentanyl in prescribed forms, and all of these can be very dangerous when taken in excess and when taken for purposes of getting high. So these are things that patients can be finding through their high school and at home and through friends. Now what we're seeing, and I know you all have heard about more, is the real risk of fentanyl overdose. There is prescription fentanyl that can be misused and get into the wrong hands, especially when it's taken by those that are not prescribed. But there's also illegally made fentanyl, counterfeit fentanyl, which is being added to counterfeit pills. And so what has been found by the DEA and local law enforcement, they seize counterfeit prescription pills that are made to look like prescription opioids, for example, that are laced with fentanyl. And this is the real danger because fentanyl is very, very strong. It's 100% more potent than morphine and 50% more potent than heroin. When I was prepping for this podcast, I found an image that was very uh, helpful to see how this potency compares is that it had two vials of heroin versus fentanyl in powder form and essentially, you know, a tablespoon amount of heroin, let's say, would be equal to just a few grains of fentanyl. And so very small amounts can be lethal and cause respiratory depression and death And that really is the risk to teens. Teens don't know that they are taking this. They may think they're buying Xanax or hydrocodone because that's what's being sold to them, but it's actually a counterfeit pill that has heroin. And there are many cases of teens that have taken one pill and died. And so that's so scary for parents to know. And many teens don't know the real risk of this. So um, teens think they're getting a prescription narcotic or opioid, and then this is a fake pill with a lethal dose of fentanyl. Opioid overdose is also more likely to be fatal when these pills are taken with alcohol or if they're mixed with other pills that also suppress the drive to breathe. So when patients are abusing pills for the intent to get high, often they are crushing pills and snorting them, for example, or they're mixing them with alcohol, and that accelerates that effect and amplifies that effect and can be making it even more dangerous for them. 
There are also other types of pills that patients may get or have access to, and those are what are called benzodiazepines, and the two main ones that teens have access to are Xanax and Valium. Many patients call Xanax bars um, because of the shape of the pill, and they are regularly abused for the effect of feeling high or intoxicated. Patients have told me stories about how they access these pills. Some is traditionally through high school where there are acquaintances that are selling the pills that they've either stolen or or gotten through other means, and they also are getting them through Snapchat. So Snapchat is a way for patients to find people in their area that have these and are selling them. I've had many stories of teens talking about buying marijuana and other drugs through Snapchat. Again, though, with the Xanax and Valium, there are many that are counterfeit. Um, I've seen pictures online of pills that have been seized by law enforcement that show how similar the counterfeit pills look to real pills. But again, those counterfeit pills are often laced with fentanyl, and that's what makes them even more dangerous. Another class of medications that can be misused or abused are stimulant medications. And we see this a lot on college campuses and in that age patient. Many college-age students will have access to Adderall, for example, that either their friends are giving them or selling them. And many of these prescriptions were actually obtained legally for the intent of treating ADHD, for example. But patients in college will use them to stay up all night for studying. They believe it increases their productivity and alertness. And um, there is misuse for that effect. Even if they're not feeling overly high or intoxicated, they are misusing medication that's not indicated for them. And, And there can be real risk with that because for patients that don't have ADHD and take stimulant medication, it can raise their heart rate and blood pressure and have other effects on their brain that would be undesirable and cause side effects. Some patients misuse stimulant medication with alcohol as well, and when it's mixed with alcohol or with other drugs, it definitely can have more of an intoxicating effect, and that can, you know, again, lead patients down the path of developing substance use disorder and concerns related to problematic substance use. So what can parents do? There's a lot of risk out there for teens right now, and how can parents help them understand that risk? One is just talking openly with your kids about these risks. There's a lot of research that shows that even when teens may seem resistant and they may not fully engage in conversations around risk and safety, they do listen to what their parents say. They do take in parents' guidance and opinion and and counsel for these types of concerns. And so I think as parents, we do have to have these hard conversations. Um, So talking to your kids about the risk of taking pills that are not prescribed to them, that is, you know, not accessing pills at home or at friends' homes and and understanding that there are real medical risks to taking prescription medications that are not prescribed to them.
also talking to them about the risk of taking pills that they get or buy without really knowing what they are taking that they may think it's equivalent to a prescription medication, but there are these real risks of of pills being contaminated and laced with fentanyl. So having open discussions around fentanyl and how scary that can be, how tragic of an effect it can have, and that, that, you know, really kind of using some scare tactics around the risk that goes along with, with taking pills. If you find that your child is using or has used, it's time to get help. It's time to help your child get on a path of being able to stay safe and healthy and not use. And so that would be through accessing therapy, maybe finding a counselor that specializes in addiction or substance use, working with a physician or psychiatrist to address underlying issues that may be leading to substance use, and even considering a higher level of care treatment where patients go for more intensive treatment, whether that's residential or an intensive outpatient type treatment, to help them work through their use and how to find other ways to stay safe and healthy. So I hope this was helpful to you and understanding the real risk of prescription drug use in teens and helping you start these conversations with your teen and young adult children. Remember, parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives, and they often look to us to guide them and to start these hard conversations. I really look forward to next time. Take care. Thanks for listening today. If this episode helped you better understand the health of your teen and you're ready to learn more, please subscribe to hear future episodes of this podcast. Consider sharing it with other parents of teenagers. And remember, parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives. Thank you.